for today we are free. Today we are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so today, Lord God, I praise your holy name. Speak your word today. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Take your Bibles and turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Praise God. Thank you, Harry, Tracy, everybody. Thank y'all so much. Appreciate it so much. Thank you, all of you who read names, too. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Second Corinthians chapter 8. You know, it's only fitting, since we're talking about Memorial Day, we're talking about freedom, and we're talking about remembering. remembering. I want you to understand what your freedom causes you to do, what it causes you to be. And freedom in Christ leads to generosity. Freedom in Christ leads to generosity. We're not here to hold on to everything that God has given us. We're not here to hold on to, you know, I got mine and you get yours. And it's not even about the physical thing. We have a spiritual freedom. We have a spiritual freedom that I don't think we fully appreciate. I know I don't. And it's been a struggle in my life. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, starting in first, verse 1. Now, brethren, we wish to make known to you the grace of God, which has been given in, in the churches of Macedonia, that in a great ordeal of affliction, their abundance of joy and their deep poverty, par poverty, poverty sorry, overflow in wealth of their liberality or their gener uh, generosity. I want you to look at something. The people of Macedonia weren't rich. Kind of like us today, right? We're not rich, are we? But we have so much more than anyone else in the world. We have so much more than anyone else could ever imagine through the blood of Christ. I mean, yeah, we may not have it tangible in our hands. We may not have it, you know, wearing it or, or in our wallets or anything like that. But we have an attitude of riches, richness that we should carry with us at all times. We're free to do that. You see, oftentimes we get mixed up in the fact that my joy and my happiness is, is a result of my situation. And you know what it is, if you let it be. But joy can be and should be continuously consistent all the time, shouldn't it be? Not dependent on riches, not dependent on physical health, not dependent on anything like that, but only dependent on what God is doing. And since God has done such a great thing in us, since he has provided for us, his grace is in abundance with all of us. Since he's done that, why can't we be a generous people? Why can't we, when we feel bad, continue to encourage others? Why can't we, when our legs hurt and our, our eyes hurt and our head hurts and our back hurts and everything hurts, guess what, y'all? Keep living. Everything's going to start hurting. Dang. All right? Anybody who's over 50, raise your hand and tell me a day when something don't hurt. All right? It's going to happen. But that doesn't stop your generosity. That doesn't stop you from giving. That doesn't start you, stop you from participating. That doesn't stop you. And the, the affliction of the poverty of the people of Macedonia, it didn't stop them. Because even in the little that they had, they continued to give in abundance. 
They continue to pour out. You know, on your bad days, guess what God doesn't do? He doesn't give you just, a, oh, you have the bad day today, so I'm going to give you just a little bit of favor today. You don't have to use it all because you feel bad today. Does that happen in your life? No. That faith is abundant all the time, isn't it? It continues to go and go and go and go and go and go. We were talking this morning, me and Brother Kent uh, Wiggins were talking this morning about faith. You know, faith, by faith, Abraham went. By faith, by faith, by faith. You know, when faith kicked in, what happened? An action kicked in. And the people in Macedonia, by faith, in the glory of God, guess what happened? They had faith. They gave. I don't care if they had but a little. I don't care if they had, didn't have hardly anything. They gave. And they gave not only the, the, the money. You know, and, and look, now all that time, talent, and treasure stuff, don't, listen, it's more than time, talent, and treasure. It's more than that. It is an actual lifestyle. Generosity is a lifestyle that is given out consistently, continuously, no matter what the circumstance. Now look at this. Look at this in verse 2. That in a great ordeal of affliction, their abundance of joy. Listen, they were afflicted, yet they had joy. They were in trouble, yet they had joy. They were poor, yet they had joy. And their deep poverty overflowed in the wealth of the liberality. In other words, their graciousness, their generosity increased. The poorer they became, the more they gave. Woo, who would have thought that? The harder the times got, the more they went to church. <laughs> the harder it got, the more they went out and witnessed. It didn't stop. Generosity doesn't get restricted by anything other than you. You're the only one. Now look at verse 3. For I testify that according to their ability and beyond their ability, they gave of their own accord. See, not only according to what they had, but even more than what they had, beyond their ability to give, beyond their ability. Well, Brother David, I just can't teach a lesson. Listen, God gave you the ability. You need to stretch out beyond that. I'm telling you something, you're standing here looking at a person today that used to be terrified about speaking in front of people. Now, can any of you imagine that? You went there and said, thank you, Harumph. There we go. That's Harumph. There was a day where I couldn't stand before a group of people and speak. Now, did I have the ability that day? No. But look today. Look today. Y'all can't get me to shut up. That, who said that's true? <laughs> you see, you see what happened? Yeah, I got witnesses now outside the church. Y'all treat me like garbage. You know, just kidding. <laughs> For I testify that according to their ability and beyond their ability, they gave of their own accord. That own accord simply means they gave of their own free will. God, in his saving grace, guess what he does? He gives us that free will to come to him. Hey, you mean I'm free to come? Yes, you are. And in that freedom that they now gain, that new spirit of freedom, guess what? Generosity came out of it. And they gave it willingly. Y'all used to me, you know, doing crazy stuff. You know, pulling my wallet out. I'm not going to 
pull nothing out because y'all might keep it. I know Miss B's like, yeah. But you see, look, they gave it freely. They were like, no one, no one had to beg me to give. No one had to talk me into it. No one had to explain it to me. But because of what God has done, I will do. Because of what God has done, I will continue to do. The generosity doesn't stop. It actually starts increasing. And then sacrifice of your time. You see, the Macedonian people became sacrificial in their generosity. Sacrificing is when it costs you more than what you have or more than what you may think you have. And you have to give it up. And it means something. You see, we, we have this limit line here. I'm only going to be generous. I'm only going to be nice to so many people. Then it stops. Once I hit 50, I'm going to be mean as that 51st person that runs into me. They might as well look out because I'm coming out blazing. Generosity knows no limit. And it doesn't even care about your circumstance. Brother David, I don't have. Yes, you do. God said you did. What do you mean God said I did? He said you have. He gave it to you. I'm not, y'all keep in mind, I'm not talking about what's in your wallet. I'm not talking about money. So all you visitors here, relax, the preacher ain't preaching about money. Okay? You know how that first time you show up to church and you come to church and first thing you hear is the preacher's preaching on tithing. All he wants is my money. I don't want your money. Don't. But what I do want you to understand is what God wants you to do. And a generous spirit comes from freedom. I want you to think about those names that we called out. Think about those names we called out. Each and every name. Each and every name. How many of you have children right now that are serving or loved ones that are serving? Look at that. Look at that. They're serving. Right now, understand they're serving out of the generosity of their hearts. They may not know it right now, but they're serving out of generosity. It takes a special type of person to come up and sign a document and say, I now belong to the United States government and I'm giving myself freely. That's a generous person, isn't it? Because guess what? We know what GI stands for, government issue. Everything that you were is no longer. It's kind of like when they were doing the mask. You know, they were under the control of Satan. She would do this and she would do this and they would do this and they would do that. But then Jesus came in and he gave them this overabundance of freedom and he broke the chain that was holding them. Hey, you saw the beginning of it when they got up. The alarm clock was going up and Jesus woke them up. But then they were right, right into bondage to Satan. Right into bondage to Satan. You know, and then Satan, guess what Satan wants you to do? He wants you to forget about serving your country. He wants you to forget about serving your neighbors. He wants you to forget about serving your co-workers. He wants you to forget about everyone but you. Satan loves it when he can get you thinking about nothing but you and your circumstance and your situation. You see, the people of Macedonia didn't have that problem. Guess what? They gave generously. Even though they were afflicted, even though they were hurting, they gave, they gave, they gave, they gave. They poured their hearts into it. I look at the, 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 the Kentucky room, the mission room, 
Me and Cindy moved a whole bunch of stuff on Thursday, a whole ton of stuff, didn't she? I was actually sweating, and I wasn't preaching. <laughs> All hair, hair on short. I was working hard. I made her carry the heavy stuff, though. I said hard and smart, too. Well, oh, yeah, well, anyway, you can all right. Anyway, as we were moving the stuff, we got to thinking, wow, this is a lot. Now, in that room, it looked like a whole lot. We got it over here, like, hey, we can get some more, you know. But I know that people gave. They sacrificed to give to get the spam that's back there, to get the rice that's back there, to get the tang that's back there, to get the ketchup that's back there, the mustard. And then we got a group of people that are going to sacrifice and do what? They're going to load up and they're going to drive. They're going to take vacation time and go to a place and serve those who need to be served. That's sacrifice. But that's also generosity. That's also generosity. Because you never get that time back. So you give it. That, that, that soldier that's serving right now will never get that time back. Those years and years and years and decades of service, they will never get back. They're taking a quarter of a century, 10 years, 15 years. They're taking these years and they're saying, here, take them. They're not mine anymore. That's what the people of Macedonia did. That's what we should be doing. Even in your poor state, even in your poor condition, even in your weakened state, even in your painful state, John sprained his ankle just now. I hope he doesn't file workers' comp or something on it. But anyway, he <laughs> sprained his ankle. And yet, what does he do? On up here singing. In his weakest state, the mission didn't stop, did it? Verse 4. Begging us with much urging for the favor of participation and the support of the saints. You see what they're saying? You see what he's saying? We, you're going to play a, play a role in serving the saints. It's not just your checkbook. It's not just that. Because you know what? God wants more than that because if you, if you can write a check and say, well, I've done my part, then you don't feel obligated. But when you get some skin in the game, when you got to get behind the wheel and drive 100 miles or get on that airplane and fly 1,000 miles or you got to come up and you got you to gotta crochet something. Miss May, she's got skin in the game. She's been crocheting, okay? Miss Ellen, she got skin in the game. She's been crocheting. She could, be, she could be watching the show, digging in her toenails, doing whatever she wanted to do. But she chooses to serve God. Everybody's like, ew. Okay, yeah, no. No sandals, sister. No sandals. Verse 5. And this, not as we had expected, but they gave, they first gave themselves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. See, they say nothing about writing a check right now. It doesn't say it said they first gave themselves to God. You see, that's where you get restricted. See, your freedom, your newfound freedom, does nothing but allow you to turn around and give all of you back to the one that freed you. 
<laughs> it does nothing but give you the right to turn around and give back all of you to the one that freed you. I shared with you, um, I was watching um, a preacher on TV, and he shared a story. I'll share it again. If I'm repeating myself, you get it. But uh, Abraham Lincoln had purchased a slave. He purchased a slave. And this slave woman, he, he, he bought her. You know, they had been treating her like garbage and all this stuff. He bought this woman. And then he told her, he said, well, now that I bought you, he said, you're free. And she said, free? He said, yeah, free. She said, free to go wherever I want to go? Free to go wherever you want to go? Free to do whatever I want to do? Just free to do whatever you want to do? Free to say whatever I want to say? Yes, you're free. You just say whatever you want to say. You are free. And you know what the lady turned around and said? She said, well, if I'm free, then I want to go with you. You see how that works? See, Jesus came in and said, you're free. You're free. There's no more change. There's nothing holding on to you. There's nothing directing your path towards evil or anything like that. You are free indeed. You are free. Jesus, I'm free? Yes, you are free. But Jesus, I want to be with you. See, that should be our mindset. And then, guess what? Well, Jesus teaches us. When we want to be with him, we want to be like him, guess what? We're going to be generous like he was. There's nobody Jesus laid a hand on that he partially healed. And he healed him and healed him, didn't he? Like Bailey. The baby's coming. Jesus got involved when we prayed, and he, he didn't just turn that baby halfway counterclockwise, did he? No. He turned that baby all the way around, pointing south, ready to go when it's time to go. He did it. Jesus did it. He's free. He totally did it. And guess what? He was abundant. He had abundance. He was generous in that. He didn't limit his blood. He didn't limit his, his message. He didn't limit it or restrict it from anyone. The most Muslim of Muslims can get saved if he turns his life over to Christ. You hear what I'm saying? The most Buddhist, Buddha of Buddhists or Buddhists or whatever they are, Buddhism, they can be saved if they turn everything over to Christ. Mormons can be saved if they turn everything over to Christ. Jehovah's Witnesses can be saved if they turn everything over to Christ. Baptists can be saved if they turn everything over to Christ. Amen. That was for all y'all that thought Baptists saved. Getting bond, getting wrapped up. See, the people of Macedonia weren't wrapped up in religion. That's why they were generous. You hear what I'm saying? The people of Macedonia did not get wrapped up in religion. That's why they can be generous. But when you get wrapped up in religion, your generosity gets squashed, doesn't it? Well, there's only so much I can do. There's only so much God can do. Okay. Okay. Living proof. I keep picking on Miss Ellen today, but she's living proof right now. She went from lung cancer to a cyst. Hold on, wait a minute. From lung cancer to a cyst, y'all. 
Don't tell me that there wasn't lung cancer in her lungs. There was. The doctor saw it. The nurses saw it. They saw it. Everybody saw it. And guess what God did? He said, Jennifer, you just need some vitamin D. You ain't got no key. Guess what? See, that's freedom. We're free. That, that, that's a generosity that's poured out in us. And that makes us free to say, praise you, Heavenly Father. Praise you, God. Now, verse 7, and then we're done. Look at verse 7. Verse 6 first. So we urge Titus, that is, he had previously made a beginning, so that he would be also complete in you, this gracious work as well. But just as you abound in everything, look at this. Just as you abound in everything, abounding means more than enough. More than excessive, excessive amount. Okay? Plenty. That's just like the air in this room. There's enough air in this room. We have an abundance of air. If anyone wants to breathe it, they can breathe it. If you choose not to breathe it, it's your own fault. But God is generous in the air that he's provided to supply, not only for those in here, but for those that come in here. More that come in. Yeah, the addition. So, but as you abound in everything, now look what he said. He didn't say money. He said in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all earnestness. You can have all the money in the world. If you give it without the right spirit, it don't mean nothing. You can say and know all the words in this Bible, but if you don't know how to teach them, it don't mean nothing. And then, knowledge. Knowledge. That's what I attempt to give you every week. I know it's hard. There's only so much you can get out of this melt. There's only so much, and I don't blame y'all, blame me. There's only so much you can get out of this. But I'm trying to teach you. See, I don't need you right now. I'm trying to teach you to understand that what God has done in his generosity is he's given me the ability to gain knowledge here. You know what I'm saying? He's given me the ability to gain knowledge. Look, I'm a, I was a C student in high school. Y'all remember the story? I didn't do my... Pay me no attention. My youth already know. Y'all listen to. I didn't do my homework. Y'all, you believe it? Don't you think it, John? It's true. I, I, it was true. I got straight A's in Spanish for one month. Ask me to say something Spanish now. Diga en español, por favor. Ah, go away. You just sound like your shorts are on too tight. <laughs> But understand, I didn't, I didn't, but what I had to do here is I had to apply. I had to apply my faith. I had to apply others. I had to know God, tell me what to say. And then I had to apply the knowledge. I, I got to get the knowledge. And then the wisdom, of course, is the application of that knowledge. And then I learned, I learned how I'm supposed to be in Christ. I learned who I'm supposed to be in Christ. And that Christ is a giving, loving thoughtful, kind, wonderful person that, and, and, and God that gave of himself and hasn't stopped giving yet. 
So that should be me. If he's still doing it, then what? I should still be doing it. Right? Huh? It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop because gas prices go up. It doesn't stop because the grocery store closes. It doesn't stop. Generosity. I, I can never run out of enough hugs for everybody in here. I got a hug for everyone. All of you, all y'all that don't even know me, on the way out, you're getting a hug. So just get ready. You can slide. If you don't want one, go out that door or that door. I'm not there. I won't be at that door. Okay? But I'm going to put Don over there because I know he'll hug you. <laughs> stick Don right over there. So if you don't want to hug, that's the only way out. Ooh. And then guess what? <laughs> I'll stop. Miss Millie, he's going right over there. <laughs> You're going to get squozen before you leave here. And my daughter loves to hear that. Yeah, they got that door right there. Don't be poor now. Okay, Miss B, that's yours. My daughter loves to hear me. In, my, in high school, my nickname was Squeezebox. Yeah, Squeezebox, I don't know what that is. But that's because I just, I would grab you up with Squeeze. And like, you want something, you want something to handle? But David on squeeze him. And he used to challenge me to squeeze people. Make them squeeze them into submission. And I was going, I was and as I was squeezing the people, had an abundance of squeezing. As I was squeezing the people, the guys that asked me to squeeze them, they would tell the person that I was squeezing, you have been squeezed. <laughs> and then I would let them go. Some superhero power I had, I don't know. I said all that because of this. And in all earnestness and in the love we inspired in you, see that you abound in this gracious work also. Then see that you are overly abundant, that you have more, that you give them more than you could have ever imagined. You know, some of y'all don't realize how much you can give to a person. Some of y'all don't realize how much you can pour into a person. Some of you have never tapped into that because of what, whatever it may be. Fear? Listen, I'll share with you right now. I'm not going to share the name. But come the fall, we got a church member in here that's never taught a class before that's going to start teaching a Bible study. Normally wouldn't say anything, but it's going to start teaching a Bible study. You'll hear more about it later. We've had prayer about it. I've had peace about it. And this person, and guess what they're going to teach on? They're going to teach on freedom. They're going to teach on freedom. And breaking the legalistic bonds. See, this is what I'm talking about. You know, you got to come in, and maybe it is, maybe I am here because I'm squeezing you, squeezing out the talent and, a gener and, and generosity and all these things that you don't normally do. Maggie knows. She dodges me, but she knows. I pushed her envelope so much. She's like, I don't want to talk to you, brother Dave. You make me do stuff. Well, there you are. Robert and Georgia Rockerman, they'll tell you I'll push them. I'll push them. One day I pushed them right, and they just, they, they, they didn't even, they couldn't even realize. Like, you set me up. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you got it. You got it in you. Let it out. Let that freedom, the, all, that, the, all that Jesus died for, all that Jesus gave up for you. Guess what he did, y'all? He left heaven, and he came as a man. He gave up 
His generosity was, I'm giving up heaven for this time for you. Woo! I can't think of nobody that I want to leave heaven for. Can you? Thankfully, we weren't put in that position. And since we're going now, all we need to think of is, who can I give up, give up, give my time to? Who can I put more into? Who can I pour into? What can I pour in? God, let me know so that you can go to heaven with me. You see, keep in mind, there's enough heaven for everyone. You know what I'm saying? There's enough heaven. But don't sit on Generosity. It frees you up. It frees generosity. frees you up. It opens your heart. It makes you. And when you start giving, y'all, when you start giving, I can Miss Pam, I'm sorry, but I gotta use your anatomy. Okay? I gotta use your, your experience. It's too late now, everybody wants to know. Miss Pam went and dropped off some stuff at a local event just this past week. And when she opened up her hat to get it, the guy that came out looked inside the hat and says, wow, you must be rich. This is funny. This is wow. You must be rich. And he went in and got some more help. Come on, guys, we got donations. They came out, and the other two guys that came out said, wow, you must be rich. And guess what it does? It drops off, right? Food, the baby. You want to know what they saw as rich? It was the generosity. Because sugar don't make you rich. I got sugar at the house. I got flour at the house. Got a half a pack of bacon. Anybody wants to know? <laughs> and no salsa. And ever since that moment, we're sitting in Sunday school talking, and all she would say, she says, that Pastor Bishop, you can the rest of this week. It's been chewing on her. And guess what it's done? It stimulated her to be more generous. It ignited the freedom in her. I'm not held back. You don't have to check with the pastor if you need to go give something. If you're not sure spiritually, let me know. But if God is leading you to do it, do it. If God is leading you, I'll never step on your spiritual gift. I'll never do it. Because that's God freeing you from what you were enslaved to. Just like he's going to free Miss D to quit sitting right there one day. Miss <laughs> D <laughs> like, yeah, it's going to take the power of God to move me. Miss D knows I love her. Generosity. Soldiers. My dad was one of them. Master Sergeant in the U.S. Air Force. Whether he knew it or not, he signed up to serve in that year. And that time was gone. All those sins we heard called. 
So remember that. That generosity, it leads to a free life as a Christian, as a child of God. I know today was more teaching than needed to be. I want you to understand, you need to give. And I need you to think beyond your checkbook. Not everybody has multiple zeros before the decimal point. To the left of the decimal point. Not everyone has that. It doesn't stop. Whatever else you need. We 